The world's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. Okay, here we are. Uh, Ed, uh, there's lots of breaking news tonight, but you have something about Dolly Parton? Well, I, I'm just continually impressed by this woman. I mean, she used to be the target of all our jokes in radio, but, it, you know, it turns out she's one hell of a songwriter. She's benevolent as all get out. And now, uh, on uh, Tuesday, she announced that the, she'd be funding educational costs for all full-time and part-time and seasonal employees of uh, the Dolly Parton Resort in Tennessee. Wow. Yeah, and all her other companies as well. The Harlem Globetrotters, so, wait a I do not know she owns. So she's like a thing like the Olsen twins. She has companies like Martha Stewart. She, What does she <laughs> yeah. do? Yeah, what does she do? Well, besides her biggest tits, which I'm sure bring in plenty of money, um, she runs an aquarium in Newport, huh. uh, Kentucky, and is, is a CEO, you know, of many companies. She and, Okay, so she's still like, Wow. Oh, yeah. And still writing songs and still performing and, and still doing a great job. I mean, this is one hell of a songwriter. Yeah, yeah. You know? oh, she's a, she's an awesome woman. She is. Um, and it's nice that we're old enough to like to finally look up and see her for the brain side, side of her. <laughs> <laughs> she's I mean? so yes. self-effacing, though. She, you know, that's Absolutely. her brand. Her yeah. breasts are her brand, really. Yes, and even she's, those, she's, yeah. she's not refused to acknowledge them, that's for sure. No, no. But In fact, I'm sure they've been uh, reconstituted a few times. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> she's been rehabilitated, you know, oh, okay. like Mount Rushmore. Right. Oh, you oh, you think she's had work done on those? I, <laughs> I, you know what? Like Mount Rushmore, of course. There's right. a lot of gravity involved, and you would have to... <laughs> Erosion. Yeah. Yes. You would have to keep it up. <laughs> Erosion. Right, funny. But she looks... I'm just looking at a picture with that story about her paying all, all the tuition costs. Yeah. 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 That's her. How old is she? Oh, she is uh, in her seventies, I believe. Yeah, I would have loved her at sixteen. <laughs> well, they've, I've seen pictures. She was quite the, uh, the yeah, picture. The picture in this press release is from 2019, but she's dolled up. She looks beautiful. She yeah, wrote no that uh, "I will always love you" for Porter Wagner, right? Right. Is that wow. correct? That was her parting shot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a good thing most of our listeners are also old because you all know you all know who Dolly <laughs> Parton is. Talking country right? music. Yeah. Well, we they know who Bob Saget was okay. too, and it turns out he had a bang on the back of his head that he thought was nothing. Oh, that's the other breaking news. Yes, yeah, Bob Saget's cause of death has been revealed as, and they don't know where he hit his head. He hit his head possibly on a headboard, right? And um, and and he developed a brain bleed, and he just didn't wake up. So, it, I don't know if that makes it more or less tragic. Uh, more, more in a way, because it was just an accident. In other words, it wasn't his time. He wasn't. He didn't have a heart attack. No. Um, but you know, as a guy of a certain age like him, right? I will tell you that when you're young, like to hurt yourself, you have to really, you know, you have to do something extreme, like right. you know, get run over by a truck. Um, <laughs> and at yes. our age. It gets to a point where you know putting the granddaughter in the car seat will send you to the hospital right. if you if you you know twitch yourself wrong. So this sounds like this sounds like like maybe he was like really exhausted after a night of being super funny, right. and he just threw himself on the bed and went bam and hit him. You know, zip. You know this kind of accident. We the have to, yeah, sure. I do actually. Yeah, and and then he was like, ah, that smarts, and he went to bed. Damn. Uh, well, the the upside is like, is there anybody you know that does not want to go in their sleep? 
Oh, that's a really interesting question. Um, my wife says that all the time. My mom too, and she actually it actually happened for her. Well, she no longer says it then. <laughs> sorry. She said that. But I'm so sorry you, about your mom. You How long dark. ago did that happen? <laughs> a long time ago, oh, ten okay. years. But uh, yeah, uh, that's it. Or, or would you want some time to say goodbye to people? And nah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I owe too many people money. I'm kidding. <laughs> I see. All right. Yeah, that's the uh, latest news out tonight. Well, I had something. Uh, I wanted to start with Spike O'Neill is going to join us at some Good. point. I might wait for him because he likes this topic too. Uh, I did. I did pull a bunch of stories. It's been. Uh, it's bizarre uh, in the news to me because we're at a point now where no one's really sure what the truth is. Uh, we're sure what the fake other side is wrong about. Yeah. Uh, but and. and and it's always been the case that news is narratives and the truth is fudged and uh, sometimes completely made up, especially by governments when they're talking about military operations or Ukraine or whatever. Particularly military, yeah. yeah. Those, those, those press releases come from the Pentagon and they are what they want the population to believe. We do, we do know that that's always propaganda, right? Yeah. Well, we wish there was a bullshit meter that came with it, yeah. So, but but most of the time it, it's unquestioned and unchallenged, because you ain't patriotic if you don't believe it. <laughs> um, yeah, I wish we even put that much thought into it. I think it's just because <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Because it's it's yeah. just not challenged. It's not challenged by the media. Is so. In other words, when the when the Pentagon gives a briefing about false flags or how troops are amassing here, or, or there might be, you know, um, Russia may uh, attack Ukraine, or we're going to do this. It's uh, to justify something. It's, yes, it's it's planning for whatever the agenda is. I mean, I, right. does that make me sound like a tinfoil hat guy? No. I, no. I mean, special ops are all about, you know, like Facebook didn't invent that. No. The government invented it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Navy SEALs did not come from Facebook. Right. Yeah. So I read this article today about, uh, and what, what magazine? Uh, oh, it's on, it's on uh, CNN, actually. I read this article today uh, that made me think, behind, follow the money behind the headline. And it frightened me a little bit. The headline is this. Oil could easily hit $120 if the Russia-Ukraine crisis escalates. And they cut, they cut off the supply line to Germany and Europe and all the rest of it? Yeah, well, before you even dig into the headline, uh -huh. the first thing that comes to mind is, who's going to love it if oil hits $120 a barrel? The Republicans. Oil companies. Well, yeah, but also the, uh, the and the, the price of gas determines elections, does it not? Well, and I think you're right about uh, when you say Republicans, uh, if oil goes that high, it'll be Biden's fault. Right. And um, it'll it'll massively uh, goose inflation, which will require, you know, that people get mad at somebody and they'll get mad at... Uh, Interest rates. Well, they'll get mad at the old guy. Um, yeah. and, um and And so, yeah, you're right. I think... I think it, it, but but Republicans love uh, oil, 
on one hand. Because and, and by the way, I don't even like talking about Republicans. I, so to me, I don't even care about politics. I don't care about Republicans or Democrats. Let's just say people. Right. Um, because Republicans don't actually want the prices to go up. The Republican National Committee, whose only job is to win an election right. for Republicans, which they just said in their press release, uh, that's their only job. It has nothing to do with telling you the truth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the RNC will be happy about it, but my friends who are Republicans who have to fill up their gas tanks won't be happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as they're told it's Biden's fault, yeah. they'll still vote Republican. Right. Uh but it, this article is saying the Russian-Ukraine crisis could cause that to happen. Now, this causes me to believe that the whole crisis could be manufactured just to bail out oil. Oh, that's ridiculous. I'm, I'm Mitch McConnell. And I know Hi, Mitch saying. McConnell. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm well. Thank you, Val. Yeah. Hey, I heard you finally uh, called yeah. it a violent insurrection the other day. Good on you for that, <laughs> that's sir. That's right. Well, that, that's what I said. That's not what I'm doing. No, my I know. Don't, <laughs> not going to align with my words, Bob. Yeah. Uh, so here's what here's what the article says. Uh, potential invasion of, of Ukraine. So, And this is the thing. It's been reported as news that there's a potential invasion of Ukraine. It hadn't happened yet, but we're, what do they call that? Softening the ground for you to expect it to happen. And it would cause wide-ranging ripple effects that would be felt by inflation-weary consumers around the world. I'll tell you this. I'll be drinking Red Bull if it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Any disruptions to oil flows from Russia in a context of low spare capacity in other regions could easily send prices to $120. And this is a, a spokesperson from uh, J.P. Morgan, T Natasha Kaneva head of global commodities strategy. Ah, Natasha. Yeah. So what this does is, by the way, this sets off the casino of Wall Street. And, of course, oil prices are spiking. They were $91 today. There was a time during the pandemic, I don't know if you remember. Where, 50 bucks, right? Well, it, got, it got, went to zero at some point. No one wanted it. <laughs> yeah, it was way, way down. Yeah. No, now we're going to have to tap reserves. Great. Anyway, that 91 bucks. Uh, is close to a fresh seven-year high. Wow. And um, they, J.P. Morgan even uh, up one up them. They said it could go to 150. And um, if that happens... Electric cars are coming up. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that happens in the short term... Priuses will double. <laughs> the well, in the short term, of course, it'll be a, a huge inflationary thing. And, and in a way, I don't even think it would be. I like, you know, I don't even think it would be that bad. I think people would have to face the reality that we're all ho held hostage to this uh, dinosaur juice. Right, dinosaur juice. I like that. Yeah, Russia is the world's number two producer of both oil and natural gas. So apparently, this whole Ukraine thing. Is about that, but it's also about something else. Did did you read about what Ukraine is valuable for? Uh, no. Access to Germany? I'm not sure. It's really interesting. I had no idea of this, and I came across an article about how rich in natural resources Ukraine is. Ah. The country has abundant reserves of coal, iron ore, natural gas, manganese, salt, oil, graph graphite, sulfur... Kaolin, titanium, nickel, magnesium, timber, and mercury. 
And apparently, Ukrainian mining is like, it's a mother load. Yeah. And they must make what whatever is in catalytic converters that causes people to saw them off from under your car. <laughs> Getting a little close um, to home in Detroit. Yeah. Um, we haven't researched that fact, but it sounds good. Quickly, put it on a meme. Okay. Um, a Are they pawning them now? Pawn shops? By the way, I metallic so. minerals, they're seventh place in the world for iron. Wow. They're eighth place for manganese. They're sixth place for titanium. Right. Second place in the world for gallium. Do you know what gallium is? Isn't he a character? <laughs> precious, <laughs> precious ring. Do you ever do this, by the <laughs> Thank you. Do you ever, like, bounce around articles and then just keep Googling the words you don't understand? I do this Absolutely. all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, all the um, time. Gallium is a uh, soft, silvery metal. In its liquid state, it becomes silvery white. It's used in semiconductors. Oh, Ooh. the chip thing, yeah. So they're huge in gallium. Wow. What this blows, a... blows my mind is that when we all read the news, we go, well, look at that. If there's a conflict in Ukraine, oil could go to 120 a barrel. <laughs> and we have no idea why. And we have no idea what all the four, you know what I mean? And there's, yeah. there's nobody educating us except for me. <laughs> yeah, the, low, and, the lone educator. And yeah. I'm a horrible source. I've, I'm researching at Google as we speak, and it could be yeah. wrong. Yeah. But uh, uh, minerals, non-metallic. What is a non-metallic mineral? I guess. Oh, that's unobtainium. <laughs> is that a real thing? That, that's from a science fiction movie, right? Yeah, it's, you're right. It's a joke. Okay. I mean, I like it. <laughs> what movie was that from? I remember that. Uh, oh, was Austin that from Star, Star Trek Discovery? I think it was Austin Powers. Okay. So, kaolite, kaolinite is a non-metallic mineral. It's a clay mineral. It's an important industrial mineral. Hang on. i got to go click on the whole Wikipedia link here. <laughs> um, uh, what is it used for? Um it's got a low shrink swell capacity, which well, I always love that. So know, many jokes. In someone I'm dating. Um, <laughs> commercial grades good. of kaolin are supplied and transported as dry powder. Yeah. And what's it used for? Making cocaine. Uses. Okay. Here we go. It's used for ceramics, toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that Crest came from the Ukraine. <laughs> but anyway, isn't this interesting? Because the, the raw resources, the raw minerals, all the raw stuff that makes all the shit that we take for granted all comes from somewhere. And when people are fighting or jockeying around this, they're, they're looking essentially to steal wealth and supplies. It's pirating. It's the modern-day pirating. Arr. <laughs> That's as close as I'm going to do to a pirate. You're going to have to take That's over. That's okay. Do you ever do pirate? Whatever you say, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Popeye? No, Popeye's a different. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, so that's the Ukraine thing. And as soon as I saw that oil could go to 120 a barrel, I just thought about Wall Street and all the people that would jump on that narrative and maybe, you know, buy uh, oil stocks. And oh, then of course, do my story about a place called Kiev. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then they'll, and then they'll um, bet on it to crash. 
Yeah. When they know that it's played out, it's just day traders. Exactly. Who was a day trader? Trader. <laughs> One way ticket. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here's another. Are they at least gonna wait till after the Super Bowl? For what? No. <laughs> It was just a joke. Terrible joke. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> All right, here's another interesting story. Um, there is talk of raising the minimum age of marriage for women from 18 to 21 years. Really? Why? Where? Ah, I'm glad you asked that question. Okay. India. Oh, Yeah. Currently, the law in India is the legal age of marriage for girls is from 18. Uh, and the legal age for boys is 21, which is very smart. Yes, because that, that's the, <laughs> that is the difference in maturity levels. Yeah, it, it really and, is. And even that is generous, I think. I think so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're discussing this because, and this is actually a, a women's rights kind of issue, which I find fascinating. Um a lot of women uh, in India, you know, they have arranged marriages and they're pulled out of school. Yeah. And uh, this is to allow them to finish school before they're, you know, kind of forced. Yeah, so they're educated enough to choose a decent husband. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, teenage pregnancies increase the risk of high blood pressure, anemia, and several other health problems, it goes on to say, and lead to the death of the mother due to pregnancy. So rage, raising the age of marriage reduces the chance of maternal mortality. I did not know that. did not know that either. Early marriages result in mental health issues. I agree with that. <laughs> I don't think you should be allowed to get married to your yeah. 30. And, and then they talk about uh, at 18, no one has financial independence, and then they become uh, completely dependent on a relationship, even if it's abusive. Right. So there is no—now, there is an age of consent, but I don't think we have a specific rule about marriage in the United States. Uh, I believe they call it the Jerry Lee Lewis Law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and as you mentioned, Jerry Lee Lewis and various members of the Rolling Stones and all of these in the same yeah. breath, um, you know, it's only in recent times that the age of consent has, you know, not simply been whenever puberty hits. Right. Which but, I think it still is in many countries, isn't it? Um, it still is in some places. Um, yeah. I don't have a list in front of me. No, neither do I. I know not that's into, hard to believe. Not into that kind of tourism. <laughs> ask, no. ask Gary Glitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Never understood that tune. I've never, I don't get it. It was Rock and Roll Part 2. It was Rock and Roll Part 2, and it was just the instrumental part. It's anthemic. Apparently the it actual is, song was so it. bad. Yeah. That they would only play the instrumental. So, yeah, Gary Glitter was famously uh, a, a pedophile. And, yeah. and I think he ended up in Southeast Asia. Not to mention another Gary Puckett. Was he? Well, he did a song called Young Girl, but he wasn't. Every one of his songs was yeah, about young girls. <laughs> <laughs> And they're still on the radio. I can't figure it out. Yeah. I really can't. Well, apparently, um, 
that's something else interesting throughout history that um, it's all changed a lot over the centuries. Now, with longer uh, lifespans and um, more selfishness, I think, yeah. people, people don't want to get married young. My parents were, you know, 21, and they were people who were getting impatient. <laughs> Especially dad. <laughs> I got married at uh, 26, and I yeah. think Keith and Leanne were, were closer to closer to 30. And Andrew will be 50. Andrew will be 50, <laughs> maybe. If he ever marries. I don't know if he Might be ever. common law. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's going to do that or not. It's interesting. I would, yeah. I, um... He's really a loner. And that's a good, that's not a bad thing if you're happy, you know, being that way. There's some people that just enjoy that. No, I think he actually wishes someone would fall in love with him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but his the nature of his work, and, and he's exactly. talked about this before, the nature of his work is that, um, you know, if you meet someone on a Monday and things are going really good, by Wednesday he says, well, I'm off to Cincinnati, I'll see you in a week. <laughs> And so, you know, people he meets work and they have Friday and Saturday night free, but that's when he works. So right. It's very difficult. And he's he's weird. He's not a... Um, hound. He's not a hound. Thank you. When I was in a band, you know, before I got married, <laughs> Zip, I think you were in a band. Yeah. <laughs> Ed, were you ever in a band figuratively? Twice. Uh, Twice. Were you, were you a man whore at some point? Um... Yeah, you know, if you get off the stage and somebody comes up and just wraps themselves around you, what do you do at that age? You know? Okay, well, especially so, in the seventies, my yeah. God! Was so you, you, you were then a morsel. You were not a man whore. So the way a man whore works is you walk into a you walk into a room, and and I feel bad about this now, even thinking about it. But your your uh, prime directive. You're, yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for giving me a gentle Star Trek term for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to sound creepy. <laughs> no, but your, your prime directive is, you know, the little head is thinking, how can I make a deposit? Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was too shy to be that kind of guy. You were too shy for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah way too shy. And I was completely out of my depth, you know, out in front of my skis. Oh, yeah. Incapable. Uh, way out front of your skis. Even Lisa told me that. Yeah. And, and still... Uh, my my small brain was like, I don't care how you look, we're going for it. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? Yeah, and and you know, I hated country music, but they did get prettier at closing time. Yes, they did. <laughs> and you know, maybe I got prettier at closing time maybe. too. <laughs> um, and so, so there was a period of time there where, gosh, I, I mean, I think back on it, and you know. Uh, about as unwoke as you could be, certainly misogynistic, certainly, you know, some of that is all deposited in our DNA. I, I do think being civilized um, is not something that you you become. It's, yeah. It's like having a muscle. If you don't exercise it, it atrophies. So it's something you have to constantly work at. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And, uh, you know, I had no interest in it at that time. <laughs> you kind of get a bit of a pass for the era that it was. You think I we think. do? You think? Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at lyrics like hot-blooded. Come on. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? That's, 
And, uh, and it was also pre-AIDS, you know, that, that era, too. So things were a little more footloose and fancy-free. And, and let's admit it, you know, getting into the industry kind of uh, gave a leg up, yeah. I believe. You know, there's an attractant involved in that for some. I can't believe Zip actually quoted my favorite band, Foreigner. I used to literally drive in the car listening to those lyrics going, you That's really me. No. <laughs> you really get me, foreigner. You really get me. <laughs> I'm hot blooded, check it and see. I got a fever of 103. Come on, baby. Do you do more than dance? That's a good line. I'm hot blooded. Oh, if it feels all right, maybe you can stay all night. <laughs> Shall I leave you my key? What a, what a prize I'm giving you. But you've got to give me a sign. Come on, girl. Some, Some kind, kind of, of sign. sign. Tell me, are you hot, Mama? You sure look that way to me. Are you trying to say that now? Yeah. Bob and will be doing these dramatic readings, readings yeah, yes. at Barnes and Noble. And, and, it, and it goes on. Uh, it goes on to say, "Are you old enough? Will you be ready when I call your bluff?" Wow. That all sounds pretty unaware. Yeah. Not, <laughs> Got to get wife. away from you know who. Yeah. <laughs> Is my great. timing right? Did you save your love for me tonight? <laughs> she had a pocket full of Trojans, some of them used. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, yeah. that, that this was our the soundtrack of our lives. Speaking of which, another uh, another horn dog has just joined us. Spike O'Neill is on the phone. Oh, Jesus. Spike, you there? Who's that knocking on my door? <laughs> Gotta be a quarter to four. Is it you again? Come around for more. What is he? The What's stuff we got away with? What? Coming uh, what? Rap for more? What's coming around for more? Rap for come around for more. Oh yeah, that's coming around for more. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Gonna need a shot of vitamin E by the time y'all finish with me. I'm talking to you. Hot, what was that? Hot legs. Hot oh. legs. Wear me out. <laughs> you can scream and shout. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I missed the I missed the topic of the category tonight, there, Bob. Yeah. The, <laughs> well, you know what we're talking about. That's you for nailed sure. it. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing: Are we embarrassed, or are we just, uh, you know, just sweep that under the rug? Is the, about how how? Um, I mean, I remember Led Zeppelin. Explicit or live it, were? love it. It's just a woman. <laughs> what the have heck you does that mean? To, have you listened to anything made in the last ten years? <laughs> no. <laughs> we are we 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 sang in knee length uh, bathing suits. Yeah, with buttons yeah. up to our chins. Man. Oh, are they saying more stuff next now? Next to Cardi, oh Cardi B, God. we're sanitized. Got the apple bottom jeans, boots with, with the, the fur. fur. <laughs> well, mean, that, that sounds pretty. Uh, that, by the way, so they low, 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 low. That's speaking in code to me. I have no idea that that's dirty. Oh man, <laughs> it's it's funny you mention that because I was driving home with Darby tonight. And she was playing music, and I'm listening to the lyrics like, "Oh my God," you know. This is explicit. She, she's she's 18 now, so I guess you know. I know. What can you say? She she's ready to be married off in India. <laughs> no, she's an old spinster at that point, dude. Spinster. Come on. She's, she's six, six years past marrying age. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, in the modern generation, you have an 18 year old daughter now. Yep. If you had any say in it. What age do you think she should get married? Oh, 
the first time? Probably Six, uh, 65. <laughs> first time. <laughs> you know, um, well, you know, I don't mean, I've got a 32-year-old who's not married with with no intention of getting married. No kidding. So I'm, I'm the luckiest guy on the face of the earth. Yeah, yeah. money and weddings alone. <laughs> Dude. So Ryan, Ryan's not going to get married ever? Oh, well, you know, I don't know. I oh, think okay. she's sleeping away through the options, but, you know, that's her call. <laughs> I mean, so I, I like that I've raised ind an independent young woman yes. right. who doesn't feel like she needs somebody to complete her. Yes. The whole Disney, the whole Disney Princess, shut up and scrub, yeah. scrub the uh, the stoop until he shows up, you know, right, right. crap. Oh. Yeah. Um, and my little one, like I said, I'm pretty sure she's, you know, hitting for the other team. So scrub the bullet stoop. There too, you know? I'm sorry. What did you say about the other team? Or maybe she's I did hear that correctly. Pretty sure she's hitting for the other team. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's good. Good for me. Oh, I ain't yeah. got to worry about weddings or pregnancy. It's awesome in my house. <laughs> well, that's cool. And by the way, that used to be a thing. It's not even a thing anymore. It's, no. al it's almost like cool if you have a gay kid, right? Yep. I'm, I mean, I, I got a happy kid who's confident in who she is. And, and I don't care. Like, and like I said yeah. many times, I don't care what's between their legs as long as the person she's with isn't an asshole and treats right. her with respect. What do I care? That's so, yeah. oh, you're and so... you don't have to beat anybody up, right, Spike? Right, right. It's right. like you throw them the bullet. It's a lot faster after midnight, buddy. Yeah. Your call. So you know what, Spike? You're the good kind of woke. He is. Yeah, agreed. You're like the re well, you're like real that. woke without claiming to be woke. Well, it ain't it ain't my responsibility to wake up anybody else. Okay, that's right. I've asked you a question. That's the thing. I'm all for being woke, but nobody needs to be a freaking alarm clock for that's, the world. That's so nice of mm. you. I have to ask you a question because Andrew texted me this, and you're in Seattle, and I'm sure you're going to be aware of it. Sure. Um, is, I didn't feel the earthquake. Is there a wave coming? Or no. Is there? Is there? Um, did they rename the Key Arena at Seattle Center? Oh, oh yeah, the Lemon Pledge, or I mean, Climate no, Pledge it's Arena. The climate yeah. Pledge Arena. <laughs> yeah. Is that what oh, used wow. to be the Key Arena? Yes, it was. And, and what was it called before? climate pledge. it was um it was it was a seattle coliseum then it was the key arena okay and then key bank left town i believe if i'm not mistaken or at least or, or there was no there was no tenant for the key arena and they right. kept calling it the key arena for like three concerts a year and then covid hit and they stopped right um and it was nothing between key arena and climate pledge and uh the cpa which we like to call it in brief um <laughs> is it's that's a that's an Amazon brand. Oh, Climate Pledge. Yeah, and so that's that's how smart this guy is. He hasn't yeah. even launched um, that brand line of of. I'm sure he's going to take over the the home cleaning product. Oh, you know, okay. Elaine. So to be home cleaning products that are good for the planet and not very yes. good at getting dirt out. Climate Pledge. Yeah. Wow. But that's what we that's where we play the Climate Pledge. That's it's better than the crack house. Which is when you, when you name your hockey team the Kraken, despite your best efforts, it is called the Crack House. They call it the Crack House, yeah, that's fine. And we are all crackheads when we go to the, the sure. NHL games in Seattle. That's so I'm cute. not kidding. That is cute. Wow. Nothing Seattle. can make Climate Pledge sound good until you pair it against Crack House. Wow. You know, I was in Seattle recently, and it, it's uh. it's really um, I don't know how to put this politely but it's really become you can say, it, say it say it in the old english pronunciation <laughs> shite hole <laughs> no it's, it's become a massive city it's you know when we arrived in the late 80s it was more like you know portlandish it was a it was a city with a small town vibe it, it was on the, it was on the come 
Yeah, it was yeah. On, on the rise. Yeah. And, and, and now when you're in Seattle, you, you're surrounded by billionaires and big tech and biotech and, you know, just... And I wonder how the regular average people make a living and, and manage to, to, you know, survive... Well, changing you bedding that, in Bob. motel rooms, Bob. <laughs> what is that? I'm sorry, I'm Ch- just stomping. Changing on that. bedding in motel rooms, Bob. <laughs> right, that's probably housekeeping. it. Housekeeping. Yeah, <laughs> but it was good to see Seattle. It really was. I, uh, housekeeping. Um, we're glad you. Ha- I'm glad I got to see you when you came to town. Yeah, man. and I'm so yeah. excited that there's like, um, uh, what do you call that? Light rail. That's well, you know, it's only 30 years behind schedule, and as soon as we get it finished, it'll be obsolete. It'll be great. That's Seattle for you. I love it. But the it, latest right. in 1991 technology coming your way. They'll, the they'll get light rail all finished, and then Scotty will invent the transporter. Yes, nice. exactly. <laughs> Here we go. All right. All right. I uh, saved this topic for you, Spike, because um, I read this article the other day, and I sent it to uh, Zip and Ed uh, because it just... It just blew my mind, um, and I think you'll like part of the story because of what you've been through, uh, and all of us have in a certain degree, too, uh, regards the shrinking of our profession of radio. Mm. And um, the article is about Facebook, and I'm, I, I don't usually read a whole article. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but, uh, but this, this, uh, you guys, did you guys read it when I sent it yes. to you? You did, yeah. So, yeah. You like this? You like this paper, uh, newspaper, uh, Washington Post. So here's what it says: We all learned a painful lesson from Facebook. Now, Facebook is learning it too. Yeah, I read that. And if you've been uh, watching uh, some of the news about Facebook lately, their stock has taken a massive tumble. I think it's lost a quarter of its value. Yes, it did. Because Facebook has actually got declining users, declining revenues, and Facebook is basically fucked in a, in a bunch of big ways. And, you know, ever since that movie, The Social Network, come out, I've been dying to see Mark Zuckerberg fail. All right. Uh, and... Did I just say that out loud? I hate to be that kind of person. That was your outside voice. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I need to go to a meeting now. That was terrible. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you're going to keep up with your old high school friends now that when they cut your ass off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I'm not a fan. Uh, but I'm a Facebook user because uh, I, you know, same reason I was addicted to drugs at one point. Right. Um, so here's a, it, it, the story begins with an analogy to something else that happened in Virginia. Back in 2015, some professors at Virginia's Sweetbriar College faced an unusual problem. You see, through the college, the professors had purchased homes on campus. Uh, And this happens. Sometimes a college owns the land, and you can, you know, you basically lease uh, what's on the land. And it happens in real estate from time to time. Mm -hmm. So the land underneath their homes was owned by their employer, but the college was closing down. Right. And the college was going to sell the campus and literally the land out from under their homes. Wow. Yes. In other words, they owned a home, but they didn't own the land that it was built on. 
And it's an old business adage. Never build your house on someone else's land. Yep. For years, Facebook has been teaching that lesson to businesses that built their strategies around the platform. And I don't know how you aware you are of this, but basically Facebook... Um, Facebook like put newspapers out of business. Facebook, yeah. Facebook they put journalism out of business. They put websites out of business because why would yeah. you have your own website which you would have to maintain and hire a webmaster? Yeah, they basically said, "Here, you just come here. We'll put the little platform up. You do it, here. and oh, if you want to talk to each other, you're going to have to advertise. You're going to have to pay." But here's the problem: Facebook didn't own the land because this was on your cell phone. Right. And recently, Apple decided to give its users the ability to not have Facebook not share data trap track yeah. you yeah and what this was basically Apple owned the land that Facebook built its house on yep. and by the way Facebook has been doing that to us when I first put some of my maple syrup on Facebook five years ago all my friends saw it it sold out in five minutes when I put, hey, I've got some maple syrup for sale, I see like six likes. <laughs> because Facebook knows if you're trying to sell something. Yep. And they, uh, they made Let a me... decision a few years ago that whatever you put on there, since you had no idea who it was going to, they would shrink you. Yep. And if you tried to sell anything or do anything commercial... You weren't going to get anywhere. You were never going to be able to go viral. They decided that individual pages that were not commercial pages would be limited in scope. So you have this feeling that you're publishing potentially to the whole world because if you set it on public, maybe something I say will become really popular. Yeah, not so much. No. Uh, Facebook uh, had to write down $10 billion for this year that they're going to lose because Apple ripped the land out from under them. Wow. And they, they, did, they didn't see it coming. No. And uh, what Facebook's experiencing, this is great, is a feeling we in the media knew all too well. You see, for media people like newspapers, people were reading about their friend's baby instead of reading news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the digital ads that Facebook was selling was gobbling up all the market share that used to pay for reporters and radio broadcasters. And all of these industries went into a precipitous decline. Yep. Worse than that, all of those media was forced to put a follow us on Facebook wherever they put anything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like yeah. us. So the media, like us. yeah, like, like us, scrambled to build Facebook pages to woo readers. And then, as I mentioned, Facebook decided to limit the reach of all free pages. Oh, so then we had to supplement the traffic by buying ads. They optimized content for sharing. You massaged your headlines to make them compulsively clickable, clickbait. Everybody basically had to kowtow to Facebook. And the whole time, Facebook was built on Apple and Android's land. So this is serious war, folks. And it couldn't happen to a nicer asshole. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Fuckerberg. <laughs> you know, I, 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 told you, I told you last week that I got, 
I got kicked off Facebook for the first time ever. Yeah, you went to Facebook jail for, and what did you do? Well, it's it's funny. First, I got a warning, and 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 I'm how long I've been on Facebook? What since it started? How long has that been? Oh, is it ten years? Twelve years? Um, a long I mean, time. You, know, you were was, on there. You were on there pretty early. You didn't friend early, me until you know. a couple of months ago, though, and I was really grateful that you. Oh, finally well, come on. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> but so I and and of all the all the you know keyboard strong warrior moves I've made on Facebook, right. All the all the you know trolling I've done, all the all the gas bombs I've thrown in the conversations and threads. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I thought I was the jackass whisperer for the longest of times, right, right. Um, and I never got even a warning of anything I'd ever posted. Hmm. And somebody and and, and it, my first my warning came, of course, um, at the hands of a Trump supporter. Oh boy! Some, you know, somebody somebody wrote, you know, greatest president ever, hero. I can't wait till he's back, twenty twenty four. Blah blah blah. Right. And I wrote, you know, I miss the days when they hung traitors from trees, Ooh. is what I wrote. Ooh. Nice. And I got, I, and I got a warning that that's violent speech. Yeah. Well, the, I, I thought I was just giving the you know legal definition of the crime of treason. It's, it's probably a robot that did it. Yeah. Though. It's a robot. Well, that's don't, don't jump ahead. Don't jump ahead. Sorry, don't jump sorry. ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So I get this warning. Hey, this is this this post has been removed. You know, and this is why it's a speech promoting violence. And I'm like, oh, okay, I could see where that could be. Take I'm, I didn't say I want to take him out and hang him. I didn't say, you know, I know why Melania cut that biggest branch off that closest tree now. <laughs> Makes sense in hindsight. I didn't say any of that, no. you know. Um, no. So I get my warning and I'm chugging along. And like literally the next day, somebody showed a picture, a random scroll through, blah, 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 from Australia. Like this spider the size of a toilet seat uh-huh. on the wall of, of, this, of this house in Australia. And the guy wrote, you know, like I threw three shoes, hit it with two brooms, and it's still one. And I replied, I would have burned the house down. Oh boy! Uh oh! About the spider. <laughs> Trigger but phrase. that that violence, that violent, it's violence instilling. I had burned the house down. That was my second violent comment in no. a row, and no. I was off. You were off. I was in Facebook jail finally. For how long, by the way? Uh, just just uh, I think it was seventy-two we- hours. I like that they oh, treat it like that. hockey. You can yeah. only have an insurrection once every thirty <laughs> days. Box. In the penalty box, <laughs> right? right yeah. Yeah. In the box, you can't talk. You They'll can't be playing talk man like down. That. It's almost like they know that you'll be mad and talk about Facebook jail, and it'll be more, you know, publicity for Facebook. Well, but, well, it's funny because thing- I, you know, I went, I, I went, I went into say if you if you want to, if you disagree with this decision, you know, click here. And so I did because I women, I wasn't seeing, you know, what I was saying was I'm afraid of spiders. I would have burned the whole house down to kill a spider, which was, which was the context. It's a joke. It's a figure of speech. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, except I got the response to Ed's point. I'm sorry. All of our monitors are busy now. We're not going to look at your case. You know, it's like due to, due to a personnel shortage and an overabundance of asshole comments around the world, we can't look at your, we can't look at your comment for at least 96 hours. So enjoy your 72, you know. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, I lived it. It's funny. I've And it's a, a bit of a love-hate relationship with me because there are things on Facebook I absolutely love. I love seeing old friends. And I love posting, you know, some sarcasm or irony and having other people contribute their sarcasm and irony. Uh, but I've, I've cut way back. I'm, I'm not going to have long discussions with people because I'm literally – you know, a hamster on Zuckerberg's wheel writing content for him <laughs> while newspaper reporters starve because their entire publications went out of business because this leech 
stole without actually making anything, you know? Which I guess is yeah. an American tradition, but still. Right. <laughs> Our number one export is debt. Uh, speaking, and of, speaking of yeah. geek uh, jerks, um, web traffic to Spotify's cancellation page has gone up by 200% since Neil wow. Young uh, took aim at the company. And uh, this article says they remain mired in the Joe Rogan controversy. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I believe that. By the way, I I I, I have a, a higher amount of doubt as well. Yeah, I think Spotify's loving this. Yeah. I think Joe Rogan's loving it, and I think it's only making his brand bigger. Uh, if I had never heard Joe Rogan, I'd be like, I should check him out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And at the end of the day. Spotify cannot cancel Joe Rogan. Do you know why? Uh, the contract for $100 million? Um, That's what I was going to point to. <laughs> yeah, they could get out of that, and there's actually a, a, a conservative uh, service offered him the same $100 million. So I don't think it has to do with that, no. Huh. Um, well, uh, he's got a, a ton of followers that would go wherever he goes. There's that. So here's the real reason. Uh Spotify's the best streaming service. They're the most popular. Even Apple couldn't uh, dethrone them. But Spotify has a really big problem. Their big problem is they pay too much. And but this is going to be the opposite of what you hear everywhere else. They pay too much to artists. Not too little. You see, um, Spotify, 70% of their revenues go to pay rights fees. I had heard that, yeah. And the reason artists are still, uh, I don't swear often in the podcast, but I'll say fucked Screwed. again. Yeah. Uh, the reason the artists are fucked is because the artists have deals with record companies that take 80% of that before they pay the right. artist. Right. So the, it's not that there's a bad guy here, but if there is one, the bad guy is the record label still takes the lion's share. And, uh, and Spotify... Um, you know, here's the deal. Um, not everybody is a star. And so when you, um, you know, stream a, a few million things, you think you should be able to buy a beachfront property. No. But that's just not how it works uh, these days. And, and so the reason Spotify got into podcasting is because there's no profit in streaming music. And they're smart because eventually the distributors with the exclusive content will be the ones that win. And so uh, this Joe Rogan, and they did, a, they did several other ones, helps keep their subscriber base and doesn't cost them 70%. Right. Oh, okay. So they cannot back away from this business model. And then this, uh, what's his name, Daniel Eck? Is that their CEO? Of Spotify? Yeah, I think that's his name. He basically, I, I mean, he's... I, th I thought it was Spotifinelli, is that... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, so basically, yeah, Daniel Eck, their chief executive, tried to quell the controversy by telling employees... They spoke to Rogan. We removed all the N-word episodes. <laughs> yeah, they did. They scrubbed it. Yeah. And by the Let's way, see. that's like, 
when I read that, I didn't go, well, how nice they removed the N-word episodes. I was like, there were 100 N-word episodes? <laughs> <laughs> and now for a premium price, you can get all the N-words in. That's right. That is exactly in. how there's a, there's a paywall to hear the N-word from Joe Rogan. <laughs> that is how the world works. That is how the world works. So, uh, and but, but, but kudos anyway to Neil Young. Yeah. Because people started just making fun of Neil Young. Like, who cares about Neil Young? Nobody who likes Neil Young even knows what Spotify is. But no, he has something that almost nobody has these days, which is Cred. credibility. Yeah. yeah, big time. And what's funny is, like, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Springsteen, Fleetwood Mac, everybody's like, we'd go along with you, but we sold all the rights to our song. We cashed out. <laughs> yeah, right. Bruce like, yeah, the $550 million, I don't care what they do with it, man. You... You put on Qtify, I don't give a rat's ass. Qtify. So everybody's sold out. Yeah. Um, Young, by the way, hasn't given up. No, and he's being joined by by others as well. Joni Mitchell was the first. Yeah. They're tight. Yeah. yeah. He just put out a, I think it was a tweet. He, he urged Spotify employees to depart the company before it eats up your soul. Wow. Go, Neil. He has always had a way to turn a phrase, doesn't he? Well, I'll yes. tell you what. <laughs> oh, to live on Sherman Mountain. Asshole screaming and woo-witch cracking. I'll tell you what. I would not want to be a kid who wanders onto his lawn. That's all. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> um, I've always loved Neil Young, though. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not cool. like a, you know, dyed-in-the-wool Neil Young fan or anything like that. I've seen him live a couple times. Saw Crazy Horse. Yeah, um, but just some of the stuff he's written over the years has been some of the best stuff ever done, man. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't this cross is the, the story of cab. Johnny Rotten. Yeah, no kidding, right? Hey, hey, my, my. Yeah. All right. Well, but I, I, I hated the free speech, the censorship argument of that whole thing. What do you mean? Because I don't think it was, I don't think it was free speech or censorship at all. I really don't. No. no. Neil wasn't telling him to take off Joe Rogan just says, look, you know, I don't want to be on the same platform. So if you're not going to get rid of him, that's cool. I'll just go. And that's all he right. really did. Right. That's right. But they totally I mean, rejiggered like the, the, the narrative. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, here's they, the, and they, oh, everybody loves to play the victim card. Everybody. Well, and not just, not just liberals, but not just conservatives. Everybody loves everybody to play plays the victim card. Yeah. The, yeah. The victim card. I, I, I agree with you, uh, that it's not free speech, but I, I, I read something, uh, that I like how it characterized it. Um, a museum doesn't have to put up a finger painting done by your five-year-old because a museum has a curator that decides what's good enough to be in that museum. Mm. And so what uh, a company like Spotify does or Netflix or um, you know any distributor is they curate the content to appeal to an audience. And so right. if someone brings disrespect on them, uh, on themselves, or, uh, you know, gets, gets the, the mob or the world angry at them and is going to cause problems, you, you, know, you cancel it. I mean, th th this, this has been, been done my whole life. People have been canceled. It's not like a new right. thing. Um, well, well, I, we're, I love we're, we're in radio. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Exactly. It's a way of life. I love the museum yeah. analogy. Say, say, say you're, say you're an artist, right? Say you're, I don't know, some, 
Van Gogh, somebody big. Yeah, somebody big. And you're Van in a museum. Gogh is huge. You're in a museum. I saw him the other day at a coffee shop. He's awesome. <laughs> sure He's doing really well. He's put on so much weight. <laughs> yeah. Just in his one ear, though. You know, it's funny. Um, That's wrong. Say, say, say your art is in a museum. Say your art is in a museum. Right. And the museum puts in a new, a new um, exhibit from a new up-and-coming artist out of Germany. And this artist has created something that's got a Pillsbury Doughboy with a Hitler mustache next to a big oven. There you go. That, and that perfect. goes up on the wall of the museum. That's right. As Van Gogh, you're like, I don't want my, on, I don't want my stuff in, that, in the that's same right. building as that piece of shit. Yeah. So it's him or me. And that's, that's, that's kind of what happened with Neil Young, right? It's pretty much the exactly. same story. Yeah. And I think that, that that's, that's that kind of, that's called free speech, actually. That is what yeah. free speech is. Uh, you can be free to oppose something. You can be free to be for it, and each you know each institution has to decide. Now, look, government regulates some things. We uh, don't, you know, we don't want hate crimes. We don't want um, right discrimination and, and you based and you on should. you know sex, age, religious uh, affiliation, and things like that. Um, so, I mean, we regulate things. We do it. Uh, we try not to overdo it. And Joe Rogan, by the way, I don't think needs to be canceled. I think actually, um, Joe was a comedian, you know, right? And I just don't think he's that smart. I've listened to him. Uh, I think he's a good at, at if he's fascinated with someone, and a lot of the people he's fascinated with, I'm not interested in. So that's right. why I'm not a regular listener. But he's, if he's fascinated with someone, he draws, you know, he draws them out in a way Howard Stern kind of does, but right. with none of the intellect. Yes. I mean, he's... Or he's, research, yeah. He's dumb as a, you know, as a pro wrestler. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because he, he can't, his, his rise to, to superstardom... By you the way, there were probably some smart pro wrestlers I just offended, and I'm very I'm sorry. sure. Yeah. Um, oh, the ones yeah. who, the ones who faked it. brother. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Go ahead. Um, you know, Rogan, he rose to superstardom, and I think you got to call him a superstar. Anybody who signs 100 he is, million absolutely. He'll do anything yeah. as a superstar. Yeah. Here I am um, criticizing you know, him. I remember, when, I remember when he was a bit player on the TV show News Radio. Okay. You know, he, he played the station engineer on News Radio, and he had some brilliant stuff, and I know that's all writing. I get it's not him, but it's writing. He performed. But then, but then he became, you know, the, the host, master of ceremonies, for like fear factor mm-hmm. he was the ringleader of people who would sleep in a crate full of worms to win money you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. his next step to greatness was you know being the call guy for mma let's yeah. literally beat somebody near to death right <laughs> you know for the entertainment of the masses that's right. that's the next step on his rise to superstardom and now it's yeah. saying interviewing people who have just sometimes ridiculous shit to say and sometimes dangerously ridiculous shit to say. And that's the thing. He didn't he didn't have a fil- he didn't know it was dangerous. Right. And that's the thing I noticed listening to him is if someone says something really stupid, instead of challenging them, he'll go, Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yes. Say more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. Oh boy. <laughs> you know, or do you, a- a- do you have any young... actual do you have any actual evidence of that? You know, that right. is not he doesn't do any um, you know, he has no disciplines uh, and probably just not much. And I don't have that much. I read, but I, I don't have that much education myself. I have to ask questions based on um, my ignorance. You know, I have no idea what you're right. talking about. Can you fill in some of the blanks for me? And if you can't, then where did you get it? Are you just making it up? Right. And Rogan doesn't have that natural sense of curiosity, at least no, the, no. not the depth no. but required to have the, the, the responsibility of the platform he's yeah. been given. But shit, I wish I, I could have made that kind of money. Yeah. 
<laughs> you think? Instead of suffering the way I did. <laughs> I'd, have done, I'd have done animal porn for that kind of money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Spike's bestiality channel. And, and, and so, so here's the prediction. He will not be canceled. Okay. Um, he will be bigger than ever. This will blow he's been, over. He's been offered more money to leave, to leave Spotify yeah. and go to a different platform. Yeah, I, I saw that. I think that was a stunt, by the way. It probably was, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but so he will not be canceled. He will stay there. Um, but here's the problem that Spotify has. And it's the same problem that Facebook has. They built their house on someone else's land. Someone else's land, yeah. So, uh, and I think, uh, and by the way, I, I had some Spotify stock. I'm waiting for it to go up a little so I can dump it now. Because they have to pay 70% to artists, and even then the artists hate them. Right. And they're going to, they, I believe they'll be big in this podcast space. I believe that eventually they'll be essentially the largest air to radio networks that there is. Because podcasting is radio. And, yeah, and it's on-demand radio. And, and and I think they will eventually be that. I think it'll take a while. The problem with their music service, and I read this too, it was fascinating. Oh, every other company wants to build their own because it's a freaking jukebox. It's just algorithms and songs. And Tesla was looking into building their own so they didn't have to let Apple or Spotify on their car platform. And apparently four or five other companies that should be partnering with Spotify are just looking to build their own music streaming services. And, and by the way, that's a, that's a dead end because remember when DirecTV came out with all the music channels on your TV? Right, right, yeah. right. There's no personality. There's no connection. Nothing, there's nothing. no intimacy. No one cares. Nobody cares. So, um, so the future – so Spotify is doing the right thing in having unique talent. It just, you know – they need better talent and more of it, but well, and and to Neil's credit, he's got them now saying we'll check some stuff first. Oh, I, I know? do think Rogan is is humbled actually. Uh, not just not Rogan too, but Spotify as well. Yeah, we'll run, we'll run this stuff. We'll run this stuff through some filters. We'll have our algorithm robots ferret it all out. In fact, Mark Sorry. Zuckerberg talking us. We're short-handed today. Can't check that for seventy-two hours. It's all fixed. <laughs> Try not to die before then. <laughs> With your ivermectin and your horse dewormer and your <laughs> Joe Rogan's double nut deep heating double nut throat balm. Right. Whatever the hell he's selling this week. Oh. <laughs> I got a last topic and then anybody else can do whatever they want. Oh, okay. Right. Um, this article does not mention Tesla. Uh, and uh, it's New York Times. It says that this year could be the critical year for electric cars. You see... 22 other car makers are coming out with electric cars this year. Yes, sir. Electric cars are booming. A plus for the climate, but also a big threat to car makers and parts suppliers that are slow to change. And the, the, the picture that they show in this big article is not of a Tesla, but it's a Ford F-150. 150 Lightning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I knew I'd get Ed, Detroit's Ed Kelly interested. <laughs> Your ears perked up. <laughs> I believe it. It's Detroit, You're... man. Let's talk about it. All right. How excited are you about the fact that Detroit is going to be mass-producing electric cars? Oh, very excited. I'm telling you something. Let me see. Yeah. 
No, that lightning is. Uh, <laughs> sorry, some models Tim are. <laughs> some models are sold out for the next two years. Yeah, they're they're pre-ordered. The lightning in particular, it's just uh, it's it's it goes like a rape tape, and it's aluminum on top of that, so it never rusts. I don't know who they're going to find as a customer base once people buy them, except the people that always want a new. By car, the way, but... that you just sounded like Whoopi Goldberg there for a minute. You want to retract that? Um, never mind. Oh, a rape tape. Which one? Rape tape. Can we not even say rape tape anymore? I don't think we can. No, I mean, not on this show. It's a gear. Maybe on Joe Rogan's show. We'll move to Rogansburg, where you can say what the hell you want. Rogansburg. Anyway, as you dig into this story, battery-powered cars are having a breakthrough moment. Well, you think, because freaking Tesla and and Elon Musk is the richest guy on the planet, and Tesla is worth more in Wall Street than the next five car makers combined. So, right. oh, so they finally figured out that maybe you can make money. And and now that I have a Tesla, I'll tell you a dirty little secret about how they make money. They're actually cheaper to make. Electric sure. cars have nothing. Electric no, cars big like battery. It's a refrigerator motor. Yeah. Uh, it's an iPhone with wheels on it. No, there's, there's tonight other has cars, just the, I've seen the I've seen the dashboard, straight, and it's a giant profit. iPad. No, yeah. the, the the other cars have all these wires and harnesses and switches and buttons and like. And and by the way, there's a few things about my Tesla. You know, I've always, um, I'll always tell you what's wrong with something, even if I bought it. I went into my Tesla today to program it to open my garage door. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't find the uh, garage door home link uh, button. So it must be here somewhere. And I Googled it online and Tesla will sell you. Ah, upgrade. Uh, they'll sell you a box to do that for $500. Oh, serious? And, and I went, <laughs> what? And then I realized. Wow. That when I got my cool GM cars or my yeah. cool Toyotas, you know, they have those buttons built in next to the mirror. And I look into at the, the Tesla visor. mirror, yeah. and it's just a mirror. There's nothing. <laughs> they didn't, there's, the whole dashboard is empty. The new Volkswagen. And so, <laughs> no, you know what I did? I went into my wife's office into this little drawer where she put the garage door openers, and I took a garage door opener out. You put it. You put it in your I Tesla. Clipped it to the visor. <laughs> Saved you five hundred bucks. <laughs> and I went done. And, but but this is one of the things you discover about these electric cars is, yeah. and and the car makers have just figured this out because they're like, how the heck is Tesla doing this? And they're making you know bank huge money, huge profit margins, sold out for years in advance. And it's all like, hey, dumbasses, this combustion engine weighs a shitload and has so many freaking parts. There's so much to it. Electric cars are just simple. Yeah. And the batteries are getting better. You can go three, 400 miles now. Yeah. And so they all went, oh, duh. And, and now they're all making it. And by the way, one of the coolest things about this is factories are being built right now and you know where they're building them in america please say ohio detroit <laughs> yeah. Ohio. yeah detroit would be great be put some jobs there the auto industry is investing half a trillion dollars in the next five years to make the transition to electric vehicles they will be you know, refit they will build factories they will train workers they will write software they'll upgrade dealerships and more so as much as i hate zuckerberg 
I also hate Elon Musk. I think he's an asshole. But he's an asshole like Steve Jobs, an asshole we should worship and thank for being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he's our kind of asshole. He's an I'm asshole. He's that's our kind of asshole. That's, that's, right right that's my asshole. Right there. That's right. <laughs> um, according to uh, the chief executive of Volkswagen Group of America, a guy named Scott Keogh, we're entering one of the biggest industrial transformations in the history of capitalism. Yeah, yeah. The investments are massive, and the mission is massive. Yeah. However, guess who's going to lose out? And and the buggy whip factory guys. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Tomorrow's buggy whip. Yes. All factories that make mufflers, yeah, fuel yeah. injection systems, oil change places. Yes, oil change. Goodbye. Oh. Well, but but you know, just like we couldn't, you know, we can't cater to the coal mining industry. Yep. You also got to you got to retrain these guys, man. You do. That's, you want to you want to make it work. Uh, yeah, three, but, you know, wasn't the wasn't like Biden's plan to build like all those electric charging stations everywhere and blah blah blah. Yeah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah. Was that part of the infrastructure package that actually got passed? Yeah, a lot of that did get passed. I, uh, by I'm the way, glad. I think the I, I think Biden's an awesome Republican president, and I think he's done a fantastic <laughs> job. I, I do too. Keeping the Democrats from spending too much, and I think the infrastructure was the only one we needed. Uh, we didn't need more right uh, now. I mean, eventually uh, we'll take I'll care of children and all of that, but children if are, they survive. Yeah. We'll give them theirs in due time. <laughs> Eventually, but now's not the time. Um, oh, no. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. not the time to think of child poverty. One We've of the got corporate welfare to look after. Come on. <laughs> One of the things about uh, the people who be out of work, uh, part of that is going to be natural because electric cars require fewer workers because the cars have fewer components and exactly. fewer repairs. Oof. Over time, battery ingredients like lithium, nickel, and cobalt could become more sought after than oil. Let's invade Ukraine right now. Yeah, and that's the problem with lithium, electric cars. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, did they have lithium there? I can't remember. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Every time you see somebody that's against electric cars, you know, the, the conservative mindset, they show that, you know, uh, this is a pipeline running through a beautiful, pristine green field, an oil pipeline. Beautiful, right, yeah. pristine, not a drop is spilled. Then they show that hole in the earth where the lithium has been mined by like, right. you know, uh, seven Did you know those were copper mines and that was a complete fake uh, meme that was circulating on Facebook? Well, I, I took it as it came from a conservative somebody. I knew it was fake. It wasn't even lithium. Source, it so. wasn't even lithium. That the was whole copper. thing was fake. Yeah, it was copper mines. Funny. Uh, okay, uh, I researched that shit. I know I'm so retired. <laughs> Good for you, brother. Thank you. I see you do some homework. You, you got depth. You got depth in your interview skills. I, I, yeah, yeah, I guess. I work hard once a week for an hour and a half. That's for sure. And b before we hey. leave the electric car world, I, you know you know what's going to make a zillion dollars? A guy who invents solar-powered paint for cars. Solar-powered uh -huh. what? Paint. Paint. You oh, mentioned yeah. that. That's already a couple a, of weeks a, back. Yeah. It, Have you really? Yeah. Didn't they're oh, working gosh. on it? I should listen to the show more. No, you <laughs> did. No. Oh, I it did. It was you. Was yeah, money? I thought you already I mentioned. I should smoke it. less dope. I forget. The <laughs> <stuff I'm laughs> yeah. No, well, you're in more. Seattle. It's required by law. No, and actually, that's you know, right. and Bob knows this. I haven't smoked weed in thirty years, man. You haven't. That's right. Nope. You have my deepest sympathy. God, oh. God, God However, gave me a fat ass sack, and I you, smoked it all by smell it in his car because he's bringing it home to the missus. <laughs> to the missus, I do. I do transport across state lines on a weekly basis for the <laughs> little woman. You bet. Admit it in a public forum. Go ahead, Spike. Yeah. <laughs> that I that I don't smoke weed. No, that you're transporting. Or that I transport state across state lines for <laughs> the little moron. missus. You bet. Hey, I mailed some. How about that? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't read a lot. A lot of people going to prison for that at the moment. Not, Not the weed, man. Yeah. You know. 
So uh, Tesla is still small compared with the auto giants, but it commands the segment with the fastest growth. The company is valued at a trillion, more than 10 times as much as General Motors. Wow. Yeah. Of course, General Motors is making electric cars now. Uh, Tesla is currently building factories in Texas and Germany. They have so much money they can expand. At the rate they're growing now, they'll be bigger than GM in five years. Wow. Uh, most analysts figured electric vehicles wouldn't take off until it became as inexpensive as gasoline models. That's still a few years away. Yeah. But I was saying to uh, someone this on Facebook the other day. Remember, I said I hardly ever talk there. It was Marty Reamer who was talking about electric cars, and I jumped in and talked to. I told him the story that there was a time back years ago when you and Joe, you know, still had square TVs, <laughs> cathode gray tube, square TVs. Bad, and I'm going to be was, buried in mine. And it wasn't you, because this is always <laughs> Joe who does this. Joe was like, I got a great deal on a 32-inch <laughs> TV at Costco. <laughs> and by the way, back then, a 32-inch was a big TV, uh, and it was 32 inches square, and it weighed about 600 pounds. It took yeah. four guys. I just need four guys to help me move it out of the door. And I said, Take Joe. Take it down to my man cave. Yeah. I said, Joe, the reason they're selling those TVs is that all the TVs are going to cinematic displays. The square TVs are on their way out. <laughs> and you remember what the answer was? I don't know. They're still making lots of square TV programs. My news is square. All the stuff is square. God love them. I was like, well, oh, you know. Genius. I was like, when those when those big heavy TVs go on sale for half price, there's a reason. Uh, and sure enough, uh, you know, square TVs uh, and cathode rate. Remember how heavy a TV used to be? Really heavy. Just crazy. So we're. But at, remember when it was fine furniture, dude? Remember when there was yeah, a bar on the yeah, left side, a, a record player on the right side, and the yeah, TV in yeah. the middle? Hi fi. Yeah. And you had to get it in walnut because it matched the rest of your decor. <laughs> <laughs> it was the new fireplace. Right. I'm telling you. And now the TV hangs on the wall, and someday we'll paint it on the wall. You'll paint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your walls wow. will be painted with paint that is um, capable Perfect. of. Uh, Stuff they're working on is paint that could change colors. I'd like the room to be olive-colored today. Click. Tomorrow, I would like it to be blue, and you would just adjust a switch on the wall or Click. on your phone. Wouldn't that be great if it ha when that does happen, when you come home late one night from a night with the boys, mm. and you look inside, and, and, and the paint in your living room is, is matches the mood your wife is in. <laughs> so you're looking, you're looking through the window, and if it's blue, you're going, and if it's red, you're getting right back in the car, it's, going right back to the mood, bar, man. Mood paint. Mood paint. I'm telling you. Save lives. All right. Anyway, that's my, that's my rants for today. Anybody, any of you got a rant before we go? No rant, new buzzword. Okay. Surveillance capitalism. Is that a is that a oh, new term? It's one of my favorites. What is surveillance capitalism? Well, it's not just yes. Facebook, but it is literally um it the is monetization the, of data captured through monitoring people's movements and behaviors online oh, and in the okay, physical okay. world. Yes. Which okay. we're totally at the whim of yeah, surveillance yeah. capitalism. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I where did you get that word recently, that phrase recently? Is I don't, I heard it and I, I looked at, there's, there's a book that so it came out in, I think, in 2019. Uh, that's and, Edward, I, Edward Snowden's book. I'm reading his book 
And that's the traitor, that Edward Snowden, that uh, guy. You mean, you mean no, the savior so, of Shoshana Zuboff? Free, oh, freedom fighter from from Russia. That one. I'm sorry, Bob, if I mischaracterized him <laughs> as a traitor. No, uh, uh, seriously, you don't you don't know that he's a hero. No, I, I was I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay, good. Traitor, he, he was joking. I was going to get you a MAGA hat. <laughs> yeah, okay. Actually, I found that bouncing off the story you sent me. Oh, no somehow. kidding. Yeah. yeah. Surveillance capitalism. That's a wonderful term. Uh, so his book, his book is called uh, Permanent Record, and it's all about surveillance capitalism. But it's, wow. it's, it's actually his biography, too, his autobiography. Uh, but basically, he says that you have absolutely no idea how much is being gathered about you. He talks about how when we were kids, you know, there were a couple of grainy pictures and some diaries, and that's all that will be left of us. And you had the right to be forgotten. If you screwed up, it, you know, it might have been in your permanent record at high school, but they threw those out a few years after <laughs> you were gone, too. Yeah. And now um, a complete dossier is being put together by, by lots of bad actors, lots of actors, and sold for whatever it can be used for to make money, surveillance yeah. capitalism. And they extrapolate whatever they have to to sell. To sell whatever they have to sell. From your profile. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's frightening in a way to me. Well, I guess not. I mean, whatever my fuck-ups are, you know, they're on my permanent record. But um, I'm, I'm actually glad there wasn't a Facebook when I really was a man-whore in my teens and your early 20s and being oh really yeah stupid. stock and latex Woo! ladies would have gone way oh, up man. <laughs> imagine the pop-up ads yeah. you'd get to during, during my oh, david, david lee roth and foreigner fan days yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but uh, but for everyone who's born now there will be that there will be a record of every screw up right. there'll be a record of every web page you ever visited there'll be a record of everything you ever wrote oh. of every human being online and um, in some ways, it's a treasure trove uh, if someone smart ever wants to analyze it. But mostly, it's surveillance capitalism. It's mostly just go used. into un incognito mode, kids. Just remember that. <laughs> that's right. Don't even think that's incognito. Incognito <laughs> is just so your wife doesn't see which porn sites you looked at. It has nothing. To, it doesn't do anything else. No. So, so all of these online, like Reputation Defender and all those, basically they yeah. just manipulate the search engines so the story doesn't pop up right um i'll tell you what if if you don't read the book permanent record just read the forward it's frightening I'll, I'll i'll read some of it uh on our next podcast it's just and and edward snowden was you know working for the was yep. it cia uh yep. and and he was like oh my god Everything they're doing goes against the Constitution and goes against every moral principle I know. And he decided to become a whistleblower and, you know, Paid the price. destroyed his career and put yeah. his family at risk. Time. Um, I like the second book better, though, which is 500 ways, 500 ways to cook borscht. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bob and Zip show with Ed Kelly and. The splendid Spike O'Neill. It's great to have you, Spike. Uh, Always great. To talk would you like to, to hear a request man. of yours? I'd like to play something that you sang at the end of the show. Um. Uh, oh man, can you play "I Love Your Breasts" the way you are? 
Yes, because that was that was the one that kind of that kind of you know bought my ticket to to my new life. Yeah, and and by the way, we started the show talking about Dolly Parton, so that's a perfect. Uh, well, there oh, you go. Close nice bookend. Now, yeah. Spike doesn't oh. sing this one, but it, it is one of the first twisted tunes he ever wrote, and you wrote the lyrics, yeah, all by yourself, C- complete. Um, um, on my in my apartment on um, on uh, Middle River in Baltimore, down by Curtis Bay, right before I moved to Seattle, I met you. In the spring of '89, the first the first tune I wrote for you was uh, "Lucy's in the Hospital Dying." Remember that one in the studio? No, that right was then? later on, and it almost got no. Me. That was the that was the first week. That was, was the it first really? week. First week I knew you. What? What? Oh, first and, week I knew you. I was I was an intern for you and Sean. Right. Because I'd be I'd be selling liquor till two in the morning, and I'd just <laughs> hang around at the hanging at the horse you came on. And when me, Sean came to work at 4.30, I went with him. Me doing that song was about as smart as Kathy Griffin holding up a beheaded Donald Trump. It really was. <laughs> it was a terrible... Somebody called the show and said, Lucille Ball's in the, in the hospital. You guys need to make a song about Lucy. She's in the hospital dying. So I wrote, picture Lucille on a hospital gunny, dilated pupils and hazy glass eyes. Doctors and lawyers, doctors and nurses, they watch it fade slowly. They know it's a matter of time. That's so Lucy's funny. in the hospital dying. Anyway, this is the most beloved comedian of all time. Yes. And it was a completely heartless song, but I was so dumb. I was like, that's awesome. And we just like, we immediately <laughs> you're like, produced you're like, it. You're like, take this CD, go to Sheffield Studios, yeah. start the tracks. I'll be there at 1030. Yeah, and we recorded it, and we played it the next morning. And the phones it, lit up. The, no, the, Mostly it, with torches and pitchforks. The, the Baltimore Sun printed a How Could They Stoop That Low? Oh, yeah. yeah, baby. And, um, and it was really, did? it was dumb, I, I mean, but it was so brilliantly done. I mean, it was, it was comedy, obviously, but it was yeah. not... I, I, I can't believe we didn't get fired. Do you remember uh, what we tried to do to make make it right? Oh, uh, what was the song? Yeah, we hang want... on, Lucy. Lucy, Lucy hang, hang on. on. <laughs> yeah. Nice save, hey, boys. Lucy, Lucy, <laughs> hang on. You remember That's what happened? Bum, bum. What happened? Bum, bum. She died. She died while we were recording the background vocals. <laughs> we were doing the hand claps and background yeah. vocals, and the bitch died. It's like the wizard was. Yeah. You killed her. You killed her. <laughs> I, I, by the way, I can't believe you told that story because watching being the Ricardos, I was feeling guilty. About making that song, <laughs> I really was. That song, was, that song was my ticket out of Baltimore, buddy. You kidding yeah, me, right. man? Yeah. I, by the way, I was looking for that song, and all it's not on my permanent record. It's been destroyed. Nope. I, I yes. know. I had a cassette of it, but not anymore. Yeah, uh, but we will play. I love your breasts the way they are. Spike wrote that, uh, and again, brilliant. And it was when I knew uh, that um, you know he was a genius. So. Let's go. You said let's go. I don't, I don't know where we're going, but let's go. Yeah. So. All right, everybody, have a great week. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. Don't go padding your brought to please me. You never had much chest before. Your hoots is cuter Cause I don't need a whole lot more Oh, you'd probably leave me If they were bigger Your 
bust would keep me from your heart mm-hmm. I'd miss the good times I love the flat times I love your breasts Just want something that I can fondle. I love your breasts the way they are. 